Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. This one is all about reducing inflammation through diet. My name is Dr. Michael Gorman. And I'm Dr. Lauren Bennett. We're two physical therapists, and we are, as you know by now, if you've been listening to our first 27 podcasts, we are (laughs) out of St. Louis, Missouri. And our job with this podcast is simply to provide everyone with um, good health information that is going to give us all healthy longevity and not just for the aging adult, but for, for anyone. We always try to provide great information. So today, as I said, we're talking about how you can reduce your inflammation, yes, through the foods that you consume. Yeah. So we've talked a lot in our previous podcast, if anyone wants to go back and look, but we've talked about um, arthritis, specifically osteoarthritis. We've talked about chronic low back pain, um, post-op total joint replacements. All of these diagnoses contri- or have something to do with inflammation. So here we want people to look farther than your medicine cabinet of taking anti-inflammatories and actually think about what you're putting in your mouth and how you can personally control safely your diet to help control your inflammation. Absolutely. It's, you know, there, there's no doubt. Um, we all know now what, uh, that chronic inflammation can cause, um, so many Mm -hmm. of the major diseases, um, anything from, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease to Alzheimer's, to the arthritis that we we've talked about, you know, and, and, and diet, for sure, it's not the only factor, but we all need to look at factors that we can control. The one thing we absolutely can't control is our genetics. We have no, you know, we have no control over that, but there's so many things such as our exercise and our diet and our sleep patterns, all those things can, can contribute to inflammation. But let's kind of, let's kind of dive in now. We, we want to talk about food. And I always think of food as, um, yeah, we we need to think of food as as fuel and fuel for our bodies. Not um, you guys have all we all heard the the saying, you know, um, um, eat to live, not live to eat. And I would say that <laughs> some of us, sometimes including me, we kind of live to eat. Food tastes so good, tastes so good, but really all food is and and um, is is fuel fuel for a body to, to function at a high level each and every day. Now, I think before we should go further, Dr. Ben and I need to give you the disclaimer that we are not a new nutritionist. We're not dietitians. So, um, but we have both read a lot and we've talked to a lot of people and that's why we felt that was important to share here. Yeah, definitely. And 
save all your questions and everything because we will tell you we have a special guest next week that you can ask all of these questions for who will be able to answer these questions more accurately and guide you. Um, but like you said, this is just some basic knowledge to kind of get you thinking to a more healthier lifestyle to help fuel your body in a good way to decrease inflammation and try to ward off all those um, diabetes and chronic heart or heart disease and all those diagnoses. So, um, foods that cause inflammation. So we're going to uh, start by, oh, are you going to talk about, skip any over? Foods? are you going to talk about any foods that I like here? I I'm looking <laughs> at our list and oh my goodness. Yeah. I so <laughs> first we're going to talk about foods that are bad for us and foods that we shouldn't have, but we're all going to find plenty of things probably on this list more than the foods we should have. I'm just speaking for myself, but <laughs> um, hopefully I'm not the only one here. So foods that can cause inflammation, meaning that they're high in sugar levels or high in carbohydrates. There's a lot of them out here. So um, go ahead, Dr. Gorman, if you want to talk about diabetes and like insulin resistance and sugar and why that is bad. Yeah. So, um, these foods that we're going to talk about that cause a lot of inflammation, they all have a ton of sugar in them. And so um, when you start consuming a lot of, of sugar, what happens is there's a term which is called insulin resistant. And what happens is your body, your, um, your pancreas, which is an organ in your body that produces some called insulin the function of insulin is to um, help to absorb uh, um, sugar out of your bloodstream. Well, if we're taking in an excessive amount of sugar, and again, what's an excessive amount? I don't know. I don't have that answer for you. And there, it definitely is a genetic component. But um, if, if you're consuming too much sugar, all of a sudden, those, those insulin cells they don't do a great job anymore of taking that 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 sugar out of your bloodstream and absorbing and doing whatever it's going to do with it. And so the you become insulin resistant, which means insulin's not doing its job. Mm -hmm. And therefore the blood sugar is is stays elevated, the blood sugar level stays elevated and leading to several things, but one of them is inflammation. So mm -hmm. I hope I said that right. I said that without looking at any notes. So um, <laughs> send send me a DM if you think I'm crazy and don't know what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> so not only sugars will do that to us, but refined carbohydrates. So these are the things that I love, like bread, white bread, rice, crackers, um, biscuits, pastries, all that good stuff. Not great for us. We, I think we all know fried foods mozzarella cheese sticks if you're from st louis toasted ravioli like i don't need to be too specific here french fries <laughs> all the good stuff um not good processed foods very very common that we're eating these probably every day um potato chips fast food if you're looking at things in the expiration date is like months away it's probably <laughs> very very processed um, soda, sweetened beverages, all of that, that's high in sugar content, not great sports drinks. Some sports drinks are better than others. Um, but read the labels. Do you want to elaborate? You want to talk about the red meat, Dr. Gorman? Yes. So there is a, a chemical in red meat. Now, if 
with with red meat um the good kind of red, red meat to get is 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 grass fed now that's normally more expensive but it's going to be uh, i don't know the what the word is chemical free but it's just a healthier type type of meat but anyway there is a chemical in uh, meat which is called arachidonic acid starts with an a and i don't know how to spell it but arachidonic acid and that is a precursor to inflammation. I love red meat. And again, I don't know the amount that you are safe to eat and how much isn't, but I think it's there's got to be some common sense here. All these foods that, that we're talking about, we're not saying you can't have them, but everything has to be in moder moderation. And you, you know now from what uh, this great list that Dr. Bennett provided for you, these are the foods that... Um, will very well increase inflammation if you're in your body if your body's already experiencing some type of chronic pain whether it be maybe you have a trigger point and muscles of your shoulder or you have a pinched nerve causing inflammation well let's do whatever we can to try to naturally decrease that inflammation Absolutely. So we're down to two left on the list. <laughs> and before we start talking about things that we can have, um, but things that are high in saturated fats. So we're talking about margarine here, butter, shortening and lard, and then lastly, coffee creamers. So you're supposed to look on the labels for partially hydrogenated oils. And if it specifically says that, it means that it raises the LDL cholesterol, which causes inflammation. So your LDL, LDL cholesterol is your bad cholesterol. That's the low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. So look for partially hydrogenated oils, and that's bad. I've never paid attention to that, but I'm not the coffee drinker in my mm -hmm. case, so maybe he knows. Uh, well, I know now. I got I better start <laughs> looking at that, but... um. Did you say lard earlier? Does anyone actually use lard when they cook? I have not in a very long time. I mean, Crisco, but other than that, and I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go look and see what my coffee creamer says. And if it says partially hydrogenated, I don't know. I guess I need to go to the store and get something else tonight. But we'll be right back. We're going to hear from our uh, sponsor, iMove PT iMove PT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. iMove PT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis, Missouri and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one -on -one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMovePT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. All right, welcome back. And uh, I did look at my coffee creamer and it did not say partially hydrogenated oil in it, but <laughs> I was telling Dr. Bennett, there was a lot of other stuff in there that I had no idea what it was. So that's... <laughs> Can't be a good thing for me. Anyway, uh, now we're going to talk about foods, guess what, that are good for you to eat, and they do have an anti-inflammatory effect. And part of this is they're high in antioxidants, and there was a word I did not know until today, and since I didn't know it until today, I'm not going to talk about it, we have Lauren talk about it, and that is polyphenols. What is a polyphenol? 
Yeah. So polyphenol is a category of compounds that's commonly found in plants, um, coffee, chocolate, spices, tea, herbs, and vegetables. And it's a good compound that acts as an antioxidant. So polyphenols are good for you. Um, they neutralize harmful, they call free radicals in the body, which is an inflammatory effect. All right. So uh, great. Well, <laughs> thank you for telling me about that. So a couple <laughs> other things, um, other foods that are good for us to eat, um, tomatoes, mm -hmm. um, olive oil, uh, let's see, heart healthy, mono unsaturated fat. So two to three tablespoons per day um, is what they say, green leafy vegetables, such as spinach, kale, and collards, 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 collards. And collards. Um, and then so many different kind of nuts are healthy for you. All right. So all kind of nuts such as uh, almonds, walnuts, uh, so many things. So they are nuts have been found to lower the risk of cardiovascular disease. And we should talk about that because some people know this, some people don't, but cardiovascular disease is a leading cause of death in the United States. So if there's things that we can eat to decrease inflammation, by all means, let's do it. Yeah. And it's recommended that um, you consume one and a half ounces of nuts daily. So almonds and walnuts, I think were the preferred. Um, I like cashews <laughs> and all the other fattier ones, but almonds and walnuts, one and a half ounces daily. Um, fatty. Is, is, it wrong, is it wrong to have uh honey roasted peanuts? Right. Like, uh, what is it when you go to the festivals? Yeah. And you get like the smothered in sugar <laughs> pecans. Yeah. Probably not as good <laughs> loaded with butter. Okay. We digress again. So fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, tuna, herring, anchovies, and sardines, they are high in omega-3 fatty acids, um, which is super important because omega-3, it has an anti-inflammatory component. Um, there's these things in your body, which you don't need to remember, but it reduces this thing called C-reactive protein in interleukin-6. And those are two inflammatory proteins in the body. So if you consume three to four ounces of omega-3 or fish that has the omega-3 in it, that will decrease your levels of C-reactive protein and interleukin-6, which Dr. Gorman also just informed me that omega-3 is good for brain health too, correct? Right? Correct. Absolutely. There are um, a high predominance of omega-3s in the brain. So three to four ounces of fish, I may have said this wrong, three to four ounces of fish twice a week, not daily on that one. Okay. Um, but other things, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, other things, fruits, berries, such as strawberries, blueberry, raspberry, things of that. I would just, you know, uh, so we have here, uh, two cups of fruit per meal. I would just caution because a lot of the fruits have a lot of sugar and I know it's healthy sugar because they're fruits and not processed, but I think you still got to be just a bit careful with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably butcher this, but the cruciferous veggies, oh. <laughs> I know it's a surprise. Um, but those are like your broccoli, your cauliflower. Those are the types of vegetables that have like that cross, um, on them 
like the stems of your broccoli and cauliflower, Brussels sprouts too. Um, those decrease the risk of heart disease and cancer. So it's suggested to consume two to three cups of veggies per meal. All right. And just going down our list, we have avocados, uh, peppers, mushrooms, um, beans, uh, grapes, and, and then we have dark chocolate and cocoa and, 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 but the, 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 the dark chocolate needs to have, uh, what is it? The cocoa greater than 70%. 70%. Yes. Which makes it really bitter. So don't think that you're just going to eat chocolate and be okay. It's not like a great tasting chocolate. <laughs> I just wish that things that were great for us tasted great, but I guess, you know, if you, tra if you train your body, you, you can get there. Yeah. So not only are we talking about foods, but also some anti-inflammatory drinks. We talked about that polyphenol word, which is good. It's an anti-inflammatory, um, coffee. And like we just said, cocoa, um, it's high in that, but first and foremost, I think the top one is green tea. So if you're a green tea drinker, that's good for you. Consume more. Absolutely. And then foods that are rich in the polyphenol that I just learned today, as I said earlier, um, onions, uh, turmeric, uh, turmeric, turmeric, red <laughs> grapes, cherries, plums, spinach, kale, collard, greens. Those are all foods. Again, we, we sort of seeing a trend here. We got mm -hmm. all the bad foods out of the way in the beginning of the podcast. And now the good stuff is kind of recycling here, but you know, I think more, more than anything else, it's, um, we just wanted to get the point across that if you have chronic inflammation, which so many of our physical therapy patients do, that we're not saying all the inflammation is going to go away if you if you change your diet and eat these foods that Dr. Ben and I are talking about. But um, there is science out there that that proves that the right diet um, can decrease inflammation and my gosh, uh, if you live with inflammation, why wouldn't you do anything in your power that you could without having to take medication, prescription mm -hmm. drugs? Um, you should do anything you can through diet and exercise and sleep and decreasing stress levels in your body to try to decrease that inflammation. Yes. So like Dr. Gorman said, we're presenting this information, but we're not nutritionists or dietitians. So please use this information to kind of spark some knowledge for yourself, see if you can learn from it, and then talk to your healthcare professional about it, or even just stay tuned to next week. Like I said, uh, who are we having next week, Dr. Gorman? Yeah, next week is uh, a really good friend of mine. Her name is Dr. Jillian Warwick. Um, she's actually based out of Florida, but she is a uh, integrative holistic practitioner, and she's a nutritionist and Boy, when I when I talk with her, I feel I feel not very smart for talking with her. She's she's uh, brilliant and brings some very good um, concepts and thoughts. And we're looking forward to having her on the podcast next week. Very good. Yes, I think this is probably minimal minimal info information of what <laughs> she can expand on. Um, but we just wanted to do something to kind of set her up and spark some some questions from our audience to see. So as always, please email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. And so then she'll have these questions so we can address them live next week in the podcast. Well, thank you again, as always. And we appreciate you. Our our audience is is growing and we uh, would be so happy if 
you could please not only like this podcast mm -hmm. and subscribe and do all the stuff you're supposed to, but also if you could share this, share this information with one person that may be struggling with some chronic inflammation. You know what? It could totally change their life. So please share. But thank you again for your time. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great day. Thanks. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.